what women like us can start doing is eradicating that ridiculousness. It's time for women like us to take a stand to get really great at receiving and being the queen of our lives. Queens don't do overwhelm, queens don't compare, and queens don't ever even consider anything but success. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, co-founder and CEO of Boss Babe, and your host for today's episode. So today I'm sitting down with my friend and women's empowerment and success coach, Gina DeVee, and this interview just hyped me up so much. Gina is all about finding your purpose by reclaiming your feminine power and her book The Audacity to be Queen is all about self-discovery and transformation. I've read this book and honestly it was a game changer. It made me just want to double my goals and be working on an even bigger vision. I don't want to give too much away but I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to grab a copy. Gina believes that as women we tend to hold on to self-doubt which I can totally relate to and oftentimes we're afraid of being a bother to other people which then leads to this inability to ask for help and a feeling like we need to do it all ourselves and I know so many of you listening can relate and having this kind of mindset is what hinders some of us from really achieving our goals and that deep desire that we have but there's this fear and self-doubt that stops us from making that leap. Gina teaches you how to shed all of this negativity so that you can step up as your most unapologetic self and really step into your queenness which I just love. So with that let's dive into the episode. I know you are really really gonna love it and if it hypes you up as much as it hyped me up tag it. Tag me on Instagram. Share a screenshot of the podcast. Tag me at IamNatalie at BossWave.inc and share it with some women in your life that you think could do with a bit of a pep talk this week because I left this interview just on the biggest high ever and I know you're gonna feel the same. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Gina, welcome to the podcast. Natalie, it's so good to be here with you. I was just saying, I've been diving into your book. It's been a staple of my morning routine. And I'm I'm just really grateful that you put all of those journal prompts and actual tangible activities that every morning I've got something to go away and do. And it's been a real game changer for me. So thank you for doing that. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad you're soaking it up and using it as intended. I am. And I obviously know a lot about your story now because of the book. So I don't want to go into it too much because I know a lot of the women listening, they've either already bought the book because we've been promoting it or they are going to buy it after this interview. So I don't really want to give too much away. But I know that you've talked about the story of your first financial miracle. And that's where I would love to dive in and hear more about that. Ooh, I'm going for the juiciest of juicy right now. Yes. Well, first of all, who doesn't need a financial miracle any day of the week, month, or year? But your first one, it's a really big one. At at least it was for me. So I guess I will start with just the place that I was in. And I think that it's just so easy for women like us just to compare so much when we compare our beginning to someone else's middle or further along down the journey. So if you're seeing me now living the life at the time of my first financial miracle, I was not living the life. I was dreaming of living the life. I was $75,000 in debt. I had been a psychotherapist and I always had this desire to help people, but I just didn't know how to charge my worth. I didn't even know what wealth consciousness was. 
I had always loved the finer things in life, but then I just, I was like, I can't charge that much. And so I was just really a hot mess when it came down to my relationship with money. And we talk a lot about archetypes in the book and, you know, there's the queen. And then I was very much the slave girl with money, diminishing my worth, charging, you know, sliding scale rates, always making a deal, even working for free some of the time. And so it was a very bleak time and I didn't know how to do it better. I thought that I was doing everything right from, I went to college, got the job, earned the degrees, was like a good person, had a spiritual connection, wanted to help change lives. So why was I not now as a life coach getting clients? And what I learned along this way, I'm going to tell you a little bit of the end first, really, 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 really wanting to make more money doesn't work. If wanting worked, we'd all be skinny billionaires by now. Really, really wanting <laughs> plays no part in manifestation. You have to become unavailable. And I didn't know the difference that I like really, really wanting was enough. I had just moved from Detroit, Michigan to Los Angeles. I had no friends, $75,000 in debt, ruined credit, like had family dynamics, like family wasn't talking to me. Like there was like no other known form of help. So obviously I was feeling depressed and I was just like, what is wrong with me? Everyone was living the big life and I'm like stuck in my apartment, friendless and penniless basically. But I, was, I had a hundred dollars in my bank account. When I had moved to Los Angeles, I had this notion that like everybody here was beautiful and wealthy and I wasn't going to be a struggling psychotherapist anymore. I was going to be a life coach and I was going to charge in packages. And I whipped up a $6,000 package, which sounds super sexy, but not when you sell one every four to six months. So rather than being consistently broke, I was neurotically broke. And because every day I might get a client and every day that money might come in. Well, anyways, a friend of a friend called and had a free ticket to a seminar and asked if I wanted to go. And I said, sure. So I put $20 of gas in my car and drove down to Orange County where the seminar was. And I walked in and people were like buzzing around and they seemed happy. And the secret had just come out and there was like this whole stack of DVDs for purchase. And I was like, do I get it? What is the secret thing? Like everyone seems to be like, oh my God, it's amazing. And I was like, well, 20 bucks when you have $80 in your bank account with no known money coming in was a big investment, people. 25% of my net worth. But being the risk taker that I was, I bought the DVD. I got my three ring binder. And then I looked down and there you've got a book with the seminar too. And it said the science of getting rich. And I was like, this is disgusting. What is this? Like, I just felt like there's going to be a get rich quick scheme. And I like wanted to make money from a spiritual perspective. And this was going to like be this, I don't know, like these money grubbing people. So I went and I sat begrudgingly in the back of the room and I just like noticed these people were happy. And I later learned the term high vibrational, like they were high vibrational and they were like in community and hugging each other. And I realized it had, I had let lack of funds rob me of having a life. And this old white man with white hair comes out on the stage and says, you'll never live a really full life unless you're abundantly rich. And I was like, who is this guy? And who says that? Like, that's not spiritual. That's not being a good person. But my soul was like, yes, like finally someone was speaking truth. Like I'd been taught, like you're not supposed to focus on money. You're supposed to give your money away and money's hard to come by. So all my old money programming beliefs were in full form. And I started listening and I started taking notes and we were reading out of the book. 
And then like, I started to feel better. Like I started to, like, this guy was talking about, there's no lack of money in the world and there's no lack of clients for you. And I was like, what? Of course, like, okay, fine. You know, it was like, yeah, I'll buy that idea. And so I was starting to like feel better and I started to feel happy. And I, my vibration was, was rising. And Natalie, the defining moment for me, like being just immersed in this wealth consciousness material literally got me to make the decision of decisions. And I made the decision that I would never again struggle financially. Now, I didn't know how at this point, And that was like part of what they were teaching. You don't have to know how, but you have to make the decision. And when you make a decision, it means to cut. And so it was like, I was cutting away my really, really wanting and I turned it into a must. And I made another decision that day that I would never again say, I'd love to, but I don't have the money. And that was like my mantra, like, oh, Gina, do you want to take this course? I'd love to, but I don't have the money. Gina, want to go on a trip? I'd love to, but I don't have the money. So anyways, he's speaking and I was feeling amazing and feeling like anything was possible. And then this it was like one of those multi-speaker events. And then the, the next speaker comes on the stage and it was a woman and she was phenomenal. And she's talking and I'm just like, yes, like life was being breathed into me. And then she was like offering her coaching program. And I was like, oh my God, this is so my next mentor. And and then she goes and she does her pitch and she says that her coaching program is $17,000. And I'm like, what? It, first of all, if I had $17,000, why would I even need a coach? And that was like more money than I knew what to do with at the time. I didn't know anyone who had $17,000. And anyways, but didn't matter. I had made the commitment to myself. I would never again say I'd love to, but I don't have the money. And then another speaker came on stage and she was sold her $10,000 package. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So I go up to the first lady at, at the break and I was like, do you offer a payment plan? Because hi, I'm Gina. I'm going to be your next student. Like we're going to make millions together. And I was so excited. And she's like, no. And I'm thinking, you how do you not offer a payment plan on a seven? Now, why would I ask for a payment plan? It's not like I had a paycheck inheritance coming in or any known form of money, but it was just going to buy me time. And she said, no. And I am Sicilian and I was furious because I had just been on this emotional mountaintop. And so I took the order form and I walked up to her assistant and I filled in all 16 digits of my debit card and the expiration date. And I looked at her and I said, you give me two weeks until you run that card. I signed up for the $10,000 program as well. And I put my three ring binder under one arm and the secret under the other. And I started practicing what I had learned. I was visualizing. I was feeling it. I was like, I see myself with $30,000 in two weeks when the program starts. I see myself with $30,000 in my bank account. I see myself with $30,000 and being coached by these coaches. I see myself having a life and having friends. I see myself with $30,000 in one week, in five days, in four. And my husband was like, Gina, what are we going to do with you? If it, and no, no. There will be no discussion of anything other than the full manifestation coming in on time. And I see myself $30,000 in four days, in three days, in two days. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a mailing list. I didn't know what else to do other than pray and visualize and feel it. And I was working with one of my like three clients that I had at the time. And it was the last day of his package. I was doing marriage coaching then. And clearly I didn't know anything about business or money. And he said, Gina, this has been amazing. My marriage is in better shape than ever. Like, thank you so much. And I didn't know about like re-enrolling people. I just thought he was done. And he said, so I want to talk to you about something. And I said, yeah, what's that? And he said, I think I want you to be my sales manager. 
And I knew he had a business, but I was like, oh God, please don't talk about business. And he'll realize I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about that. And I said, um, well, what is it that you sell? Sounds like an intelligent question to me. And he says, basement waterproofing. Natalie, basement, I did not look that different then than I do today. Like really universe, like I, do you see basement waterproofing sales manager when you think of me? I don't, I really do. <laughs> I'm like, so how many people are on your sales team? Like, what am I supposed to say? And he says 10. So like, I'm out. Like, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to ask. This is like, so not my lane. And he says, so what do I do? Buy 10 of those $6,000 packages of yours? Oh my goodness. And I said, of course, that's exactly what you do. And in two weeks, not 30, but $60,000 was wired into my bank account. So thus my first financial miracle. Wow. And was that the kind of tipping point for you, the moment that you just stopped being available for not having the consistent clients and consistent revenue coming in? That is a great question. Consistency was a, a little bit 2.0 for me, Natalie. I was like a new grasshopper at this time. So it was the turning point for me opening up to what's possible. Because when I was in fear or I thought I knew all the known possibilities, like no one's going to buy from me or where am I going to find clients? Like I was very limited. And so that showed me that I couldn't possibly dream up all of the ways that money could come in or where it could come in or how it could come in. So that was the turning point for me to know what was really there is more than enough money and more than enough clients out there. I think later it took a little more business maturing for me to make consistent income my next non-negotiable. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. Let's take a quick pause to talk about my new favorite all-in-one platform, Kajabi. You know I've been singing their praises lately because they have helped our business run so much smoother and with way less complexity, which I love. Not to mention our team couldn't be happier because now everything is in one place. So it makes collecting data, creating pages, collecting payment, all the things so much simpler. One of our mottos at Boss Babe is simplify to amplify and Kajabi has really helped us do that this year. So of course I needed to share it here with you. 
It's the perfect time of year to do a bit of spring cleaning in your business, you know? Get rid of the complexity and instead really focus on getting organized and making things as smooth as possible. I definitely recommend Kajabi to all of my clients and students. So if you're listening and haven't checked out Kajabi yet, now is the perfect time to do so because they are offering Boss Babe listeners a 30-day free trial. Go to kajabi.com slash boss babe to claim your 30 day free trial. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. Yeah. And I love what you said where it's not just enough to say you're not going to be doing that anymore or you want a different reality. You have to be unavailable for it. And I love how you said, you say throughout the whole book, but you've said, you know, I'm unavailable for not having the amount of money I want. I'm unavailable to be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? What is that unavailability? And what's the difference between being unavailable for something to just not wanting something or not putting up with something? Mm-hmm. It's such a different level. And it can be really frustrating. I have so much compassion for myself and all women out there because we think that when we really, really want something that that's our like baseline or our, even our rock bottom. And every time when I like, I used to think that about dating, like I'm really want to find my husband or soulmate. And then, then when I got to the place of I'm no longer available to date, like that's when it happened. And everything from like, making money to attracting team members to moving into a dream home. There's this different level of depth in a woman when she gets to the place of unavailability for overwhelm, for lack of clarity. I remember I was struggling for the title of my book and I unconscious certain level was like available to be unclear. And then I remember finally, I'm like, I'm unavailable to not have the title of my book. And I went and meditated. You know, I became unavailable to not have a book agent. So there's been different things that I've seen in my life when I've wanted something and I've tried and I've gone after it and it wasn't really working or happening. And that's why I'm so committed. And what I learned about the difference between princess and queen is a queen is becomes unavailable for any form of lack. I love that. Do you want to go into a little bit about the difference between princess and queen? Because I actually think this is a massive distinction. And as soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, queen, I really relate to that. And I hadn't even noticed like my growth from princess to queen and seeing it written down was so amazing and a reminder of where I don't want to go back to. Oh, good, good, good. Well, you know, archetypes are funny characters. And, you know, the more that we can love all the parts of ourselves, even these kind of lower vibrational little creatures that live within, first of all, it makes life more entertaining when you can kind of laugh at yourself and see your imperfections and flaws. But then it does make the distinction for like who you are as a queen, like undeniable. So the princess, there's a couple different types of princesses. There's a princess that's like a little bit entitled, thinks everything should just be perfect. So like that, that's the princess when business is like, but I went and made an Instagram post and didn't get 500 likes and comments and hearts and the whole thing. The avoidant princess, which was one that I really was, was like, I would like avoid even looking at my finances. Like I didn't even know how much my bills were. I didn't know what... The interest rates were on my credit cards. Like I just wanted to avoid the whole thing. But either way, a princess has a very naive mentality around life and business. And they believe in perfection. They think that life should be perfect and that clients should be perfect and that teams should be perfect and that marketing just works out and that launches always go great. Where a queen has the wisdom to know there's always a place for learning. A queen knows that she works with experts. 
A queen knows that she's got a spiritual connection so that she is always different and never has to compare herself to anyone. And so really becoming unavailable to have a princess mentality in your business will just catapult you into queen because queens don't do overwhelm, queens don't compare, and queens don't ever even consider anything but success. Now, it doesn't mean, and the queen also knows not everything she touches turns to gold the first time. She's just so committed to the ultimate manifestation that if it doesn't happen the first time or in the timing that she thinks it is, she's just, she takes the lessons, she learns, and she keeps moving forward and sees it through until it is completely manifested, whatever the desire is. Yeah, I love that. And there's this element of taking responsibility as well for your own success. I was just Mm -hmm. listening when you were talking about walking into this seminar and, oh, this is going to be a a scam and a get rich quick scheme. And that's probably being more in the princess realm to the queen realm of taking full responsibility. Well, it's not on me to judge someone else's success because I just haven't created that for myself yet. Or I can't rely on other people to create success for me. I can learn from them, but Mm -hmm. I can't blame anyone else for my success or my lack of success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to learn from every person, course, program, situation, and queens just go and glean and glean and glean all the lessons and the jewels and the nuggets because they're just obsessed and completely focused on whatever it is they're meant to manifest to fulfill their destiny and make the world a better place. Yeah, I love that. And I also love in the book, you were talking about queens being able to really step up and speak up for what they want, what they desire. And one of the examples you gave was being on a plane, not that any of us are on airplanes right now, but you might be so thirsty, you would trade your leg for water. (laughs) You won't put your hand up and ask for it versus actually just claiming what you want. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know so many women and I know I've been guilty of doing it myself too, where especially in British culture, you Mm -hmm. don't want to inconvenience anyone. You don't want to, and you lead with, oh, sorry, could I? And actually what's wrong with asking for a glass of water? I'm sure the air hostess really wants to give you a glass of water if you want one. But Mm -hmm. we convince ourselves that we are being demanding or asking for too much. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Because when I read it, I was like, yes, yes, I'm not going back to that. Yes. So, well, let's talk for a moment about the difference between masculine and feminine because it will relate to the answer. So masculine and feminine energies are inside male and female humans. We all have both, but the masculine energy is the logical, the linear, the concrete, the tangible, the provider, the protector, the thinking, initiating energies. Ultimately, masculine energy is about giving. Feminine energy is the insightful, the creative, the invisible, the intuitive, the playful, pleasurable, the ability to see things not as they are, but as they could be. And it's being, it's feeling. The feminine is about we, masculine is about I. Feminine is about and, masculine is about or. Ultimately, femininity is about receiving. So anything in our life that is not working to the level that we desire comes down to what I write about in the book called the injured feminine instinct. And that is our inability to properly receive, whether it's inability to receive money, receive attention, receive a compliment, receive the taking up space, help, any of it. 
So the analogy that I use about like, you know, and by the way, this is much more a woman thing than a man. Like my husband would never like have any issues saying, excuse me, <laughs> I'd like a oh, glass of water. Totally. Um, but, right. But you know, like we're like, we women were gauging like, is this okay time? Is there someone else that needs the flight attendant more? You know, like, it's like, oh, I like, I don't want to bother the person. And so that's our inability to receive support, receive a glass of water. I found it shocking having written the book, having like, you know, I teach this stuff and it just, it, it shows up in my life all the time in different ways. And most recently, um, you know, <laughs> waited 20 years to write my first book and it launches like the month of a global pandemic, which meant that like my entire in-person book tour, book signing, book events, all that was canceled. And it put me in the position of like, okay, a queen says this is happening for me, not to me. So I'm going to pivot. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to get depressed. I'm not going to like be like a ladybug on her back and like say, what was me? So it put me in the position of needing to reach out and ask for help from my friends and colleagues. Hey, can I be on your podcast? Hey, can we do an IG live together? I want to get the word out about my book. And would you be willing to help me? And Natalie, I was so surprised at how uncomfortable it was for me to ask to receive that kind of help. Yeah, it can be really scary. It can be so easy to say, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Versus, hey, I really need help right now. Uh-huh. And, you know, the amazing thing has been, like, the, it's the opposite reaction. Like, women love helping each other, right? You know, so it's like, of course, yes, sure. So, like, any squeamishness I had, like, oh, I don't want to impose and all of that. So I think that what women like us can start doing is eradicating that ridiculousness and really healing these injured feminine instincts that don't serve us individually. It doesn't serve us collectively. And it's time for women like us to take a stand to get really great at receiving and being the queen of our lives. I love that. Eradicating that ridiculousness. I feel like that needs to be a quote. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And I really loved when you were talking all about that in the book because it's such a, it's not an easy switch, but it's such a tangible thing that we can be doing and we can be really conscious of. And even if you're just in that moment where you want a glass of water and you're not putting up your hand to ask, noticing it, great. Now I can change it. Now I'm aware of it. And I love the different things that the book has brought into awareness. So, one thing that I definitely got from the book is I had this big inspiration to just want to go and take my vision and double it, make it bigger and completely yes! <laughs> stretch what I thought I wanted or stretch what I thought my vision was to be even bigger and bring more things into my awareness. And throughout it, I, I kept wondering, okay, what's Gina's morning and evening routines? Like what's gearing her up to be super productive and thinking big and in this amazing mindset? So I would love to ask you what your morning and evening routines are and anything you do that mm -hmm. really helps you to get into that high vibrational place. Yes, yes. Well, leave it to you, Queen Natalie, to just go for doubling your already like super <laughs> big, inspiring, life-changing, world-changing goals. So I do have some routine that I love. And routine for me is about is is masculine because there's the structure for it. So my morning routine is I um at least when I'm in the United States, I wake up really early just to have that quiet morning alone time. And I have coffee and I journal, I read inspirational books, I meditate and I work out. So that's my morning routine. 
I think the thing that has me go into the big thinking, it certainly is partially about my spiritual connection, because when you really feel connected to the unlimitedness of the universe, like you get to dream big, you know, it's, it's like, you can't think too big for all of the opportunity and possibility that this beautiful universe has for us. But the place that I, what really runs me is my feminine desires. And so people think that like, I'm a workaholic. I'm so not. People think that I'm super disciplined. I'm definitely not. And people think that I'm financially motivated. Also, not really. What I am obsessed with are my desires. And my desires, the more I've said yes to them, the more they've naturally grown. And it just so happens that my certain desires happen to cost whatever amount of money that they cost. But the money is never what drives me. It's always the desire. So at the beginning, the desire was just to move out of my little apartment into a nicer, more inspired environment. Later on, the desire was to go to Italy for the first time. Later on, then I, you know, you people on that side of the pond, like I never knew that people like spent a month at the beach. Like that's like not how we did it in Detroit, Michigan. I was like, what? A month in the south of France? Yes, that. And then a month turned into making summering a verb. And, you know, my desires started turned, I'd spend anywhere between three and six months in Europe between May and October. And so I kept saying yes to my desires and I keep saying yes to my desires. And I find that that's the way spirit really talks to me. So like quick example, back in the day, I had gotten good at selling. So people were asking me, Jeannie, you teach a sales course. We want to learn how to sell like you sell. But it was never like my thing. I just, I got good at it because I had to. So I said, fine. So I taught this class called Sales Superstar. And for me, I had like more people than had ever signed up for anything in it. It was like 125 people, but still it was a lot for me at the time. And then I was like, well, this is great. This was a nice little money maker. I should teach Sales Superstar too. Like I'm, they need more sales help. So I go and I toss that program out there. And my list was 5,000 people at the time, had 125 happy campers that I knew they'd all re-enroll and then plus more people. And I only got five people to <laughs> register for Sales Superstar 2. Um, it was a $500 telecourse. And I was like, what is going on? And I went and I checked in and I just asked myself, Gina, what's the most pleasurable way for you to make money? Like, what do you actually, like, if there were no consequences or limitations, how would you desire to work? And like that, it dropped in. I said, I want to do destination intensives. And for me, former psychotherapist, love coaching and transformation. Like I love being in person in a room, in a luxurious setting with someone just focused on them for a day, transforming their life. Like that's pure bliss. And so I got super clear in like five minutes, I want to start hosting intensives at the Ritz in Paris. I want to get it, do a villa in Provence, a Riyadh in, in Marrakesh. I did the Lanesboro in London. Anyways, I had seven locations that I was so excited about and lit up by. $15,000 is the price tag for the day. Put it out there. And in the first 24 hours, some woman from Canada called and said she wanted the Paris intensive and she signed up for that. And in five days, all seven of them sold out. Wow. So the reason why I share this story is because my desires call them grand, whatever. But it was the not the masculine logical mind that was like, go sell sales superstar too. You'll make a bunch of money. It was like, what's the most pleasurable way? And the feminine is about pleasure. 
And once I learned to trust that my desires were actually a guide for me, they were literally a map to where I was meant to go, that's where spirit aligns and says, no, you can't sell $500 teleclass because you're not meant to, not because you can't make a bunch of money doing what you love, but yes, we're going to open up the floodgates for you to sell seven dollars $15,000 intensive days in the world's most luxurious locations. I love that so much. And I completely relate to co-creation. I remember when I had my first breakthrough with that, where I was like, if this really works, then this is what I want. And you've got to show me, like, just show me that it's possible. And I remember having that first big breakthrough and getting playful. And I think it can be fun to, because I think co-creation makes you feel like the weight's not just on you. Oh, I have all of these places to sell in this program and I've got all this stuff to do and I have to create all of these funnels. And for a person that might not be super technical, it can get overwhelming. Whereas if you see it as a co-creation, it takes a big weight off of your shoulders. So you get to be more playful and, and do things that are more in alignment. And I think that's where we get more success too. When we're doing things that we are really lit up by, we're going to get better results. We're going to have more energy to sell. It's going to come from a different place. And I think that's where we should be selling from. That's where we should be building businesses from. Yes. That place of passion and play, like everyone can feel it. Like, you know, when someone's just like schlogging their stuff on Instagram or when someone is just obsessed and lit up by what they have to offer. Yeah. So one thing I want to go into, because I know we've talked a lot about mindset and there'll Mm -hmm. be some people listening going, Gina, I know it. Okay. Mindset. Yeah, I've got it. But give me some of the tactical. Whereas we all know that mindset might not be the sexy tactical tool for business, but it's the Mm -hmm. one that changes things the most. I remember having, I remember when I set seven figures and sitting across my husband, he was like, you did it. You finally did it. What did it take? And I was like, good question. And I racked my brains for what did it take? What was that funnel? What was that email? What was it? And it was mindset. And I said that to him and he, we started having a conversation about it. And every single kind of milestone I've hit, I've been able to look back reverse engineer and it's been mindset, mm-hmm. but it's not always the sexy strategy that everyone wants to hear because it's not something you can take, implement and get results. It's, it's deeper work. It's not always fun. It's not always nice to look at. So how do you think mindset plays a role in business? You know, it's so interesting. When I first met my husband, he had a number of chiropractic clinics and I, and I was struggling financially and I just asked him, I was like, how do you make money? And he said, it's all between the temples. And I thought I was going to punch him. I was like, just <laughs> tell me what to do because that's the way we've been trained. Just like if you work hard, then you'll make money. And it's not true. People work very hard and harder than I do today. You know, when I, I worked harder in years past um, and made a lot less money than, than what goes on today. So I think that um, it's such a great question that you're asking here. I'm going to like drop into, I believe that when we women return to our natural state, the feminine state, the place of receiving, that the notion that mindset is the majority of the work that it does become the sexy response because the functioning 80% on masculine and 20% on feminine, that's what's blown out our adrenals. That's what's given us dis-ease in our body. That's what's caused us to go into burnout. 
um, you know, taking away the magic and the play and the pleasure and the miracles and the co-creation, like that is all the realm of the feminine. And that is who we naturally are. And that's who a queen is. Like a queen doesn't reduce herself to being a slave girl in business, just like working all the time and thinking she's got to figure everything out. So when you aren't in fantasy, so a princess will like fantasize, like I'm going to make $10 million by next week. You know, that's just a fantasy. But when a queen really uses mindset to co-create, very specific guidance comes. People show up, books fall off the shelf, someone sends you an email, you get a DM, like there's very clear guidance about what you're meant to do next, who you're meant to do it with, what actions you're meant to take. And so I think that for people to know that this mindset thing isn't just, it's not woo-woo and it's not fantasy, it comes with an instruction kit at a certain point. And it's just, it's just relieving to know that you don't have to be like doing all the hammering and nails completely yourself. I love that. I love that quote. It's between the temples. It really mm -hmm. is. I think that's so incredibly true. What are some of the biggest things, maybe resources, things you've done that have helped you shift your mindset or that help you continuously work on your mindset? Yes. So I don't typically believe in the instantaneous, but this one, I'm going to give you an instant exercise you can do to get an instant result. Pretty much if you're open to it every time. And I have this exercise in the book. And if you want to write this down, you write down, I'm thrilled this is happening because, and then you just set the pen down. And so like, whatever it is, that's like, not like, okay, I'm thrilled my team member just quit. I'm thrilled my launch went this certain way. I'm thrilled, whatever, whatever it is that you don't love, right? I'm thrilled this is happening because, and I had to do this recently about my own, okay, I'm thrilled there's a global pandemic the week my book comes out and I have to cancel everything because, and what you will see in terms of co-creation, you will see that everything really is happening for you and not to you. And you will see the universe conspiring on your behalf. And it's like, when, as soon as you write that and say it out loud, you can, it's like, you feel like the Titanic turning around in your mind and you start to draw from a place of power and a place of like fascinating results and a place of, of gifts and jewels and lessons. Okay, I'm thrilled my book tour got canceled because, all right, this gives me an opportunity to reach out and connect with people in the podcast world that I didn't normally have planned, which is probably going to reach even more people than the book tour stops that I had scheduled. I'm thrilled this is happening because, all right, well, everyone's at home right now and they need, they're reading more than ever. So I'm probably like, I didn't want to just sell books. I wanted people to actually read my book. So like, there's not a better time to read. I'm thrilled this is happening because I had a bunch of media planned and it all got canceled because you can't go in the studios. But now even more media is coming to me because everything got restructured and I'm going to do virtual. Like I did like a morning show in Virginia today that I wouldn't have done because I'm getting all these virtual interviews now. And so you'll just start to see like, what are the gifts? What are the lessons? So really understanding that there's so much tangibility in changing your mind. And then one other one that's a really, a really big game changer too, in terms of thinking big is what if you could turn your yearly income into your monthly income? And that one, I remember the first time I did that, I was making $24,000 a year. 
And the thought of making a quarter of a million dollars, I was just, I had never met anyone in my life who made that kind of money. But I just started like, it was so mind blowing. I was just like, okay, what, what would that be like to make $24,000 a month? And I and started to play that in my mind over and over again and feel into it. And it's like, when you're in this vibration and you, then the next step is you start asking the better questions, like really being curious, like how can I make $24,000 a month? Or how can I have thousands of people in, in my programs and membership site? Like how can, how can I get the media I'm looking for? How can I get the book deal? Like, and really coming from this place of like, I'm thrilled this is happening because this is happening for me, not to me. And how can this happen? It just opens up all possibilities. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. And I know you have a special bundle as well for anyone listening. I do. I do. Because I, it's my deep commitment that this is the age of queen and this is the no queen left behind movement. So every woman deserves to be living an epic life. So I have an epic life bundle for you, which is going to include the introduction of my book and first chapter, both in audio and written format. There are meditations there I have for you, and there is a video training and workbook on how to live your epic life. So if you go to divineliving.com forward slash epic gift, that's divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, divineliving.com forward slash epic gift. You can claim your epic bundle completely for free. And if you want to get the book, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash book and you'll get the whole book there. I love it. Thank you. I'm going to put all these links as well in the show notes below. So for anyone listening, you will get the first chapter of the book, but I really recommend you go get it. The one thing I was just saying to you, Gina, about the book is I love it being part of my morning routine because I get to read. And then at the end of the chapter, there's something actionable. There's a journal prompt, there's some questions. So I can pull out my notebook and actually start implementing or questioning the things I've learned because I think information without implementation is pretty useless. Whereas when we get you put it into action right away, you're starting to create those neural pathways in your brain and you're actually going to make change. So for anyone listening, go get the book. That's what it looks like to be unavailable, not to make progress in your business. So thank you so much, Gina, for this interview. This has been incredible. Like I said, I've been so inspired to just go and double my vision because of your book. It's been amazing. And I really hope that this COVID thing has meant that your book sales are doing even better. Because like I say, like you said, now more than ever, we need books. We need to be investing this time in our mindset, in our vision, in learning. So thank you so, so much. Oh, Natalie, it's such a joy and honor to be with you always. And especially here, you, Queen, are such an inspiration. So thank you for creating the community you have. And uh, thank you for having me today. Thank you. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bosswave.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag the Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. 